0: Do you use Google or do you use DuckDuckGo? I use Google. Yeah. (laughs) Google is superior in so many ways for, like, other search. Uh, There's also Bing, I think. Or what is it?
1: Bing Bing? is useful because it has the built-in AI. But Google's getting there with their bard. Okay. Like, you know when you Google things now and at the top of Google it has the AI?
0: Uh, no. No.
1: Like, if I Google largest tourist destination in America, it says generative AI is experimental. And then it shows me New York City is the most visited duration destination in the United States with over 50 million visitors each year. Really? And then I can ask follow-up questions to it. Like, what part is visited most? And it says Times Square. I don't Manhattan have that. Manhattan is, is the most visited borough in New York City and also the most famous borough and considered synonymous with New York City. Times Square is located in Midtown Manhattan. It's the busiest pedestrian area in the city. Really?
0: Mm-hmm. I don't have that. Maybe I have to turn on AI search.
1: Ah, probably.
0: Hmm. Advanced hmm. search. I don't know how to... Do- I-, I should Google how to Google.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, what was it? Uh... I think somebody was like, this is so painful. And it was like a screenshot of their dad's computer or something. And, um, in internet Explorer, he typed Google or, uh, not internet Explorer and Bing. he searched for Google and then opened Google. Oh really? And then <laughs> did his search.
0: <laughs> I do that. Actually, I actually, cause What's the like, matter with you? my default is DuckDuckGo for some reason. And I keep meaning to switch it back to Google, but like, it automatically opens, but then I don't have time to, like, switch it. I'm just trying to Google something really fast. So then I'm like, I just Google Google, and then I go to Google, and then I search.
1: <laughs> you Google Google in DuckDuckGo.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Right. Okay. Well, on that. <laughs> hey, welcome to the No Kidding Podcast. I'm Andrew, doing a very normal intro this, these new years.
0: <laughs> um, And I'm Lisa. I'm... The sister half of this podcast. How long do
1: you keep your Christmas decorations up, please? I
0: keep them up until the first weekend in, Jan- in January. So
1: they're down right now. Yeah. So sure. you're f- you're flexing on me, is what you're saying.
0: Are you, your, are yours not down? No,
1: yet? I have a full Christmas tree. I have the lights on the house. They're on Whoa. every night. Uh, we got some twinkle lights still on the uh, windowsills. And uh, I have a wreath. I got the whole thing, man.
0: So you're still living in La La Land. You're still in a whole nother universe.
1: Yeah, I mean, why is why is Christmas at the start of winter? It feels like it is synonymous with winter.
0: Well, I think for a lot of people, it is It is really like in the throes of winter once Christmas comes. But January is the coldest month of the year for most places. So, um, yeah. So, here's the thing. So, Christmas is...
1: <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> I don't
0: know. Okay. <laughs> Christmas is perfectly planned so that Christmas kicks off your winter, which is I agree. Like I'm I'm on board with you there. But the new year kicks off (laughs) like a new year. Um
1: I get you. (laughs) I'm picking up what you're putting down.
0: (laughs) I don't know how to verbalize what I'm trying to say. (laughs) Oh it's (laughs) um Basically, what I'm saying is just because you take down your Christmas decorations doesn't mean that the new year
1: doesn't mean I put away my Christmas spirit.
0: Exactly. Like you're still in winter. You're still in your recovery period, your downtime, your settled ways, your rejuvenating. You don't actually kick off your new year until spring. That's what the world has told us. Like things don't start growing and renewing until spring. So, you know. Don't, like, don't be afraid to take down your Christmas decorations. You're still in winter. You have until spring to get your act together.
1: No, Lisa, no. Just
0: chill. Yeah. I
1: won't do it.
0: <laughs> because otherwise, you're not respecting the season. You're not, like, it won't be as appreciative next year. You'll be like, oh, like, it seems like just yesterday it was Christmas. Because it was for you. Because you left your decorations up too long. <laughs>
1: What if I want that? What if I want every day to feel like Christmas?
0: Well, of course you do, but it's just much more magical when you can save it for a certain time of well, year. Well,
1: here's another thing, Lisa. I don't know where to put my Christmas tree.
0: I totally feel you with that. I don't know where to put my Christmas tree either. It's still sitting in my like laundry room, but it's in a box, but it's in the laundry room and I don't know where to put it. But it's there. It's down. Mm. And now I just have to be reminded of the fact that I have nowhere to put it every single day.
1: Yeah. Same here. We've always had uh, uh, live trees as the thing. So, Mm. like, now I don't. This season, we got, like, a real tree. Or, uh, no, we have a non-real tree. We have a plastic tree. And uh, it's cool. I mean, we got a nice one. But, like, now what? I, I didn't plan okay, for this sta- stage. I just planned for it to be in my living room. Now, where does where does it go?
0: I have a perfect solution for you. <clears throat> okay, so this is what you do: you get a little get a storage unit. You get a craft. You get crafty, and in your front and your front foyer area. Uh-huh. Okay, you I need, have a
1: spring tree.
0: No, you just you need what you need is a bench to sit down and put your shoes on. So, like before you leave the house, and so what you do okay. is you build a bench. That is the mm-hmm. exact size of your Christmas box, your Christmas tree box. And so uh-huh. uh, you slide the Christmas tree box on inside of this this bench. Wow. It has, it has a door that closes. And then you use the bench all year for like sitting down and putting your shoes on. But at Christmas time, you lift up that little flap. You pull out your Christmas box and you put up your christmas tree and nobody knows nobody knows that it's in there this seems like year. a
1: tiktok or an instagram
0: actually i just thought of it off the top of my head i've never seen that
1: before <laughs> wow so, very creative
0: that is what if all i already original. have a
1: bench in the foyer
0: um does it is it long enough to fit your christmas tree inside i don't
1: know that's a great question i'll i'll check it out <laughs> i think there might be some blankets or something in there but
0: Well, you don't need those. Get those out of there. Put those, (laughs) put those in a closet somewhere.
1: I like like uh, little uh, hidden storage areas around my house that just have like seasonal things. Like somebody's like, oh, what's in the foyer (laughs) event? Oh, a a whole Christmas tree. Interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Not what I expected. A little
0: surprise. See, then you can have Christmas all year round.
1: (laughs) I like the idea of it being like somewhat pop up. So you open it, and like (laughs) the top just pops out and like turns on.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It's like sparkly lights. Start oh, going. oh a little okay. season,
1: a little seasonal boost. A little, su- a little uh, Christmas in July boost.
0: Right, and then you could like plug it in anytime you get sad. You just pull down that flap, look inside. Oh, it's
1: Christmas. time for Christmas.
0: I missed you. Put it back <laughs> up. Yeah,
1: that's really something, Lisa. I'll, I'll consider it.
0: Oh. <laughs> it's an option. Yeah, I don't know what to do with mine either, honestly, because I actually have two Christmas trees. I have like a regular size one and then I have a miniature, like a smaller one that's about like five feet. And I got the five foot one because I, my house, I think I mentioned this last time, but like my house is too, like the seating situation has gotten out of control and I don't have room for a big tree. So I got the small tree to just like at least have something up. But now I have two trees, and I don't know where to put that one. Like, I don't know oh where boy. to store it.
1: That's a conundrum.
0: It is. I sh- I don't know. I didn't think. You're
1: locked in now. I know.
0: I didn't think ahead. But, I mean, I could just stack it on top of the other one. But now it's like I have boxes from the bottom of the floor all the way to the ceiling in my laundry room. Like, ugh, I don't like that. Hmm. Maybe just,
1: maybe, uh, here's my creative idea. Just put wallpaper over them and (laughs) pretend it's a wall.
0: (gasps) That's not a bad idea, actually.
1: (laughs) Just have like a false wall or something.
0: Like, or have a, yeah, like a, instead of paper, but like an actual wall that I just wheel, a wheel back there. And it looks like it's like the room is shorter than it really is. Yeah, that's, that seems like a lot of work. Just, just
1: start uh, losing room. (laughs) <laughs> just I like it starts, it starts shrinking your rooms. People <laughs> come in and they'll be like, I thought your living hey. room used to be like twice this big. And you're like, oh, well, some of it became useful in other ways.
0: I'm not shrinking anything. That's another thing is this year, one of my goals for this year is to buy a couch because I don't have a couch. I have like three chairs in my living room because it, they've just been like gifted to me. I have, you know, every f- piece of furniture pretty much in my house. I think every single for- piece of furniture in my house has been just given to me from people who are just getting rid of it. You know, yeah. Like I, I haven't gotten anything for me, myself. But um, and I, I, I really want a couch, but it's very difficult to find something that fits in my space. Or like, I'm sure everybody has this problem when they're going to buy furniture for their home, to find that perfect piece of furniture to find it in my space. That fits in your space. No, not my space. Oh, oh, my space oh, is okay. out.
1: Yeah, that's right. That's out.
0: <laughs> it's way out. Um, <laughs> Still doing yeah. the
1: in out. We <laughs> <I don't laughs> never know. wrapped it up. Anyways,
0: we never wrapped that up. It's it's going for the rest of the yeah, year. Yeah, true. What's in is in. Like it being in is in. Or out um, is out. Or out, All right? Out is in for this year.
1: Oh. <laughs> Ooh. Anyway.
0: Went that, I went mad yeah. on you.
1: Speaking of uh, social media platforms that are out.
0: Yeah. Oh, you're leading me into something No, I here?
1: just... Because we were talking about MySpace and then you went meta.
0: Oh. Oh. <laughs> True. <laughs> I know. Um, I do have a social media rant, but I, I don't know if you're I... Right, know who, how how much,
1: much time do we have?
0: <laughs> I know.
1: <laughs> Wait, well, you conflict, were about to launch actually. a new rant last time. I can't remember what it was.
0: It's the same way. That's why I thought you were setting me up. Because I was like, oh, does he yeah, remember? Go for I going to talk about we, that. We
1: have 20 minutes. Go. <laughs>
0: basically, all I wanted to say is that people keep talking about how bad social media is for people and how negative it is and how toxic it is and how we need to get rid of it and how it's ruining the world and all of these things. And I mean, fair point. There is negative things about it. Like You can't deny that it has its downsides. But truthfully, I don't think it's like overall a bad thing. I don't think that it's, you know, basically your social media experience is a direct correlation of your priorities, your interactions and your interests. That's all it is. And if you are putting yourself out there into to all these negative areas and, and connecting with all this negative space and and people, then of course it's not gonna be a positive experience for you. So curation, as we were talking last time, how we, like curation was kind of out, but actually in this case, it's in. <laughs> like you really need to curate your yeah. interactions online for your mental health because it can be completely curated. I mean, maybe not a hundred percent because you're going to get recommended things here and there to see like, Oh, are you interested in this? But if you're, if you think it's bad, say no. Like, no, I'm not interested in that. Don't show me that anymore. I don't want to see this person anymore.
1: I think that's kind of the crux of it is that it's, Like you were saying, it is a curation of your interests and stuff like that, but also potentially the interest of the algorithm that is feeding you the like they can pull you down a rabbit hole or into a a bubble that isn't necessarily good for you. It's good for their retention of your attention.
0: (laughs) Right. Yeah. I mean, they do play on your weaknesses as a human, like your curiosity, your need for seeing, you know, maybe Mm -hmm. the negative sides of things maybe falling into traps, it just like gets you more and more upset or whatever. But just like try your best to avoid those pitfalls. I don't know. I feel like if you have a negative experience and you hate it, it's usually not necessarily social media's fault. I mean, and this is where my unpopular opinion falls, is maybe start to look inwards a little bit and find out why you're drawn to the negative sides of social media and still allowing that to affect you the way that it is like if it's affecting you so badly maybe step away from it and figure out how you can curate it to be a more positive experience because it is in my opinion and maybe it's wrong but it's usually more about the user than it is about platform yeah and it's probably true with you know anything in life that is a negative in your life and as a human it's hard to I understand that like it is hard to put boundaries for yourself in some situations, you get like the habit of it becomes an addiction and it becomes harder and harder and harder to create those positive experiences in your life and like curate it a certain way because you're stuck in these certain patterns But if it's such a negative thing, then that's probably something that you really need to, um, like, I don't know, work on and focus on and not necessarily blame social media. Even though I understand, like, social media can be, like, a devil's advocate. Like, hey, come over here to the dark side sometimes. Like, they will try to entice you. Yeah. But you do still have the responsibility of resisting and And creating your own positive experience and just choosing nicer things and better things. I don't know. Because it's usually, when used right, it can be a really good experience and provide amazing opportunities and, like, amazing relationships with, with people who are really nice and good. And, like, you know, you can have connections with people you normally would never have connections with. Like, I have an incredible relationship with our cousin in Minnesota, which I would never have been friends with her to that extent, I feel like if social media didn't exist. Like I would just would never have really spoken to her or talked to her. It's not like we write, like see each other. I don't know. So that's just one minor example. I I think
1: one of the things is like people tend to forget um, like the positives of a technology and start to really focus on the negatives. Like people kind of forget how it was before they had um, social media. But uh, I also think that like a lot of the negatives that arise are big time like I, I think they're correlated to people's ability to like see their own biases and stuff because like if the algorithm like really plays on that part of you if you can't like understand that you're falling into a trap or falling into a pattern that you're that's like habitual and that um you're like vulnerable to then um it can cause a problem which like you said to an extent is like your own responsibility but i also think that like there is a decent amount of the population that just isn't in a good state to understand their own biases. Like say young people that just haven't had enough time to like figure themselves out and like understand what the, what it means. But at the same time, at the same time, it can also be a good way to learn about it <laughs> and see like, Oh wait, I'm falling into this pattern and this isn't good for me. And uh, maybe I should be somebody that isn't vulnerable to this kind of, like, psychological uh, manipulation, you know?
0: Yeah, for sure. I totally understand that, and you're right of not. And I think, like, there does need to be more awareness for especially younger people and the responsibilities. The same with, like, getting into credit card debt or getting into a bad relationship or you know like you're going to have to go through these negative experiences to learn from them and grow from them and so there is some of that growth that's going to have to happen and that pain that people are probably going to have to go through on social media to like find out that about themselves it is part now part of a new experience that they have to learn to navigate which you know like for our generation we probably didn't really have to well I guess we did but We were older, too, so, you know, it was probably a little bit easier to navigate, but I I don't know. I know a lot of people my age that still struggle with that, like, still are struggling on social media to find a good balance of it and find um, a way to make it a positive experience, but I don't know. Like, I just get really frustrated when – and I I do kind of take it personally sometimes because – And I don't, I certainly don't use social media that much, but I find the benefits of it, you know, probably more than most people my age, or at least that I'm surrounded with. And I get a lot of hate about it. And I get a lot of hate about like, oh, um, like anybody who uses social media is, you know, it's not good. And everybody just needs to get rid of it. And it's just terrible. And just so much negativity around it and I understand that there should be some negativity of course like with anything that's going to um affect people in such a drastic way but at the same time I'm like there's so much good though like you're not focusing on the good you're only focusing on the bad and and there's so many good things that are involved in it and can come from it so I guess that's my my (laughs) plight is like please just like Find out a little bit more about the positive side too because it's not all negative and everybody who uses it isn't some vapid, horrible person who's just like looking for clout and looking for like, I don't know, like are all nar- everybody who uses social media is narcissistic and everybody who uses social media is just trying to take advantage of you and everybody who's doing this has like, who cares what they have to say and who cares about this and like it's no good for you and nothing good can come from it. It's like that... That is one view, I guess, you know, and that could be true of like, if you're constantly following people who are just like negative all the time and just me, me, me all the time and adding no value to the world. Sure. But there are so many people on there that offer real knowledge, who offer so many creative ideas, who offer friendship and love and spread positivity. And like, I don't know, like, I just feel like if you don't like it, then don't go on it, but don't shame people for using it because there are people who can use it responsibly and good and a good way. Yeah.
1: And like when you say like adding no value to the world, it's kind of like that's uh kind of just like up to a particular person's opinion. And like, True. obviously, yeah. most things are going to not like most things most people won't care about, if that makes sense. And like that doesn't mean that there's no value it just means that there's no value to you so like that's one of the things that uh you can like use social the good things about social media like filtering people out and stuff hey look if you know such your aunt's content of her all her dog photos 75 blurry dog photos a day um is not your vibe then just like unfollow her or like mute her or something (laughs) don't look at it because that's not for you but maybe her neighbor is like oh man i love all your dog photos (laughs) (laughs) exactly And they're like constantly sharing them and having this like really great relationship that just you know you are seeing and being annoyed by is not really relevant but have you seen galaxy quest
0: um i've heard of it what is it
1: (laughs) it's kind of like a it's a parody movie. It's a parody movie of. Um, oh
0: yeah, of Star Trek. Of Star Trek. Yes, yeah. we saw like the first, uh, maybe like the first season or the second, maybe one or two. Oh,
1: well, oh, you might be thinking of Orville. it's a show, or it's a, it's a movie.
0: Okay, no, no, yeah, I'm thinking of Orville.
1: Yeah, um, but yeah, it's a, uh, it's actually surprisingly good for a uh, parody movie. Um, and one of my favorite things about that is there's like an alien race in that uh, movie that can't lie. Or they don't even understand lying. They It's almost like uh, a utopian society, right? Like, they mm-hmm. don't have deception. And you think about that as like, wow, this is amazing. And they kind of come across in the movie as being like this almost like beautifully innocent race. Um, and like, that's true to an extent. But at the same time, the whole movie, they're basically like taken advantage of. And um like basically stepped on because they don't have the like defensive ability to deal with a deceptive person or somebody lying to them. Um, oh. And so that is almost like what I think of when I think of social media, because it's like, I think people want a utopian situation where like nobody's ever taken advantage of or told about crazy conspiracies that they're going to get sucked into or rage baited into arguing over something pointless online. But at the same time, if we completely lived in a world devoid of that, it would just take one person being the worst (laughs) to, like, basically... We would have no defenses against that because we wouldn't understand it. Very true. And so I think at a certain point, like, we want to understand this behavior and then grow out of it, if that makes sense, rather than just being like, well, this sucks, I hate that everyone's angry now. Um, and I part of that is the, is the growth, right? If we can, like, wrestle with that and then build a society that's tolerant um, but armored against it, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, find a way to exist with this new reality because you have to adapt to it. It's not going anywhere. And also, like you said, you can curate, you know, a very, like, a bubble living in this social media world where you don't interact with any of that negativity. But to your point... It's not necessarily the best idea to do that, but if it's better for your mental health at the time, like if you can't handle these negative aspects or like these different opinions or these different worlds, then by all means do that if it's helpful for you at that moment, but don't necessarily write it off either because like you said, it's it's growth to be able to coexist with people who have differing opinions and not let it completely derail your entire life yeah. and and affect you in such a way that you can't even control yourself. You want to be able to understand and empathize and grow from all of these other experiences that maybe you weren't Now I know I understand the the argument that we were never meant to know as much as we know now about everything that's going on in the world like everybody that has an opinion, we want them to, like, have total exposure to all these things because it's overwhelming for us. And and I understand that argument because it can be overwhelming when you really sit down and think about everything that's happening in the world and everything that's going on with all these different people and everybody's thoughts. It's, like, a lot to process. But your brain's not necessarily, mm-hmm. you know, primed for that.
1: The human brain evolved, like, for... However many millions of years, and then suddenly, all of a sudden, all this technology crops up, and we have to adapt. (laughs) Yeah,
0: in a very fast, yeah, in a very fast world. So I get, I get that. Like there is that level of like, hey, let's scale it back and not maybe pay attention to every single thing that's happening on the internet. But what I'm saying is, maybe still, it's also a good thing to open your world up a little bit and find out more about things that you don't know about, or like cultures you don't know about, or differences of opinion and see why they think that way or be curious you know not necessarily in a defensive way or a negative way just be curious and like maybe find out about it and if you still don't agree about with it then that's fine yeah
1: i think as to how we grow from having this in our lives i think the next or and i guess the biggest step that i feel like we need to take as a society is perhaps uh teaching being able to teach the next generation that this isn't your whole life (laughs) like i i feel like it it being like as big of a deal as it is in our modern day uh it's just kind of like all of the conversation and everything like the conversation has to take place online because that's where it is man that's like where it's happening um and i think Like I I think it'd be great if the next generation kind of learned to love the internet and learn from the internet and reach out into the world and see a bunch of different things and be able to connect with people that they wouldn't normally be able to connect to. That is maybe more like them than people they would find in their, uh, local community, but at the same time, not like be totally absorbed by that and make it their whole life. That is like, whatever is happening as a global society online is like what they're interested in because that's by nature, just always going to be so sporadic. So, uh, like low attention threshold going to be so, um, like unable for them to actually meaningfully affect in any way that they're just going to instantly become, angry and unfulfilled (laughs) in a way that I think a lot of our society is, is becoming because it just feels like I have to pay attention to whatever the big issue is online this week and I can't do anything about it. So my only other option is to get sad or mad. (laughs) Yeah. And to, and then to feed that back into the, the loop.
0: And take it out on the people that are now around me too. Right. And another part of navigating it is understanding and learning that, Most things that are out there on the internet, most things are not the whole story and there is no reason to have like a a reaction to something until you learn more about like don't just take one person's opinion or one article or one whatever and just get like an emotional reaction to it without diving deeper into it and uh-huh. also same with like just influencers and stuff like that like their lives are not what you see on the internet every day you know like it's learning that not most things that you're seeing on the internet or on social media or whatever it's not the whole picture it's not that deep it's not as serious as It's coming across because they're showing you the worst of the worst or like the best of the best or the, it's always the extreme and it's not necessarily the whole picture and like the true reality and to learn more about it before, if you want to learn more about it, but just certainly don't take everything at yeah. face value.
1: A lot of the discussion has become whatever the last person said and that's all they see. You know. <laughs> it's like that Bo Burnham song, that funny feeling where he, uh, he's just t- talking about like a bunch of like modern culture stuff and he sings that, a lyric about Bugle's take on race. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> where it's like who, what, who cares what Bugle thinks right. about race. Right. But it's just like that's a thing. That's going to be a tweet and yeah. everybody's going to be like oh my god can you believe Bugle said this? <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's like what the... And I
0: that is a concern like I get. So it's weird because it's I don't – I separate, I guess, my my viewpoint of what like social media technically in my mind is versus problems in the world and news and all of that. Because I feel like on the one hand, the people who are saying all of this stuff about how social media is so bad and it's like creating this negative world and all of this stuff are the same people who don't go on social media but then they listen to the news twenty four seven and get really worked up and mad and angry at that. And it's like, well, that's not necessarily good for you either, if you're taking it at face value.
1: Yeah, it didn't really start with the internet. It's just like the internet is the latest delivery, latest and most effective delivery method of like right. globalization. And I can
0: agree that like the the need to be because it's like instant gratification, instant upload, instant whatever, that that side of it can is starting to get um, challenging when, you know, you can't really trust everything that you see because there's not enough time for the people who are uploading it to actually research it and dive into it and journal it to actually get the full story before they post something that's going to have a reactive, you know. So I think just knowing that, just knowing that there's no way that this person who's posting about an event that literally just happened two seconds ago is going to have the entire full story. If you have that in mind before when you read it, it will have less of an impact, I feel, on you. But again, it's just something that has to be navigated and learned. So my rant is over. I just, I get it. I get why people don't like it, but I also want to come from a positive perspective and just say, just give it a chance because A, it's not going anywhere and it there is a way to make it a more positive experience.
1: Thankfully, Lisa, I think lots of people are giving it a chance.
0: <laughs> well, I know, but I'm talking about those that are like total haters, like yeah. total haters of like the internet and social media. Yeah, and like, they're
1: posting about it on social media. <laughs> and they're
0: posting about it on social media. I don't know. And part of it makes me sad because there are people in my life who refuse like to use it and refuse to get into it and are just like, what do they call it when you're, when you just never want to do what other people want to do? It's called something. Oh, It's like like
1: counterculture kind of people that just like, they don't want to do it because it's the thing. Like people who are like, I just have a flip phone as, and they're like so proud about it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm like, I get it. Like I, I I used to be that person like where somebody would love a show and I'm like, oh, everybody likes that show. I'm not watching that show. You know, like I've been there.
1: But I I think that's a different kind of wisdom. If like, if you know that you're not ready to take on whatever the internet is going to throw at you, or even in the case of like somebody who has a flip phone, what a smartphone is going to throw at you. Like if you just know that that's going to mess up your life and be a hurdle that you have to face and you're not ready to do it, then I mean, respect. It's fine. You, You don't have to be on the internet, but totally, you know,
0: yeah, like, do not what's all good for, for you and your your health and stuff. Yeah, it's true. Just know that, you know, there are good people. If you want to have a nice chat, if you want to have a positive interaction, just, you know, come over to our side, Come to my site because I have a pretty positive... And I could, yeah,
1: I could say, personally, it could be difficult even from other people. Like, I feel like the world is, is so cognizant of, like, all of the attention-grabbing and confusion that... Uh, social media and like our modern technology creates and like oh this is so bad but then they'll be so upset when i don't respond to a text message in <laughs> five minutes right and it's like guess what i turn off my phone sometimes yeah, <laughs> it's exactly. like that's crazy how can you do that what? yeah how disrespectful and I'm like, well, just well,
0: enough to where you know it's gonna be inconvenient in some way but just yeah. not all the way but I mean
1: set boundaries guys set
0: boundary that's the thing it's like I have people who get mad not mad but just like disappointed when I don't post thing anything for a while on my platforms because they're <laughs> like that's how I keep up with you. That's how I keep up with what's your, what you're doing. And I'm like, no, I totally get that. Especially um, like older people, like uncles, aunts. If I don't, they're like, are you okay? Is everything okay? I want to know what's going on. <laughs> and like- It's
1: like, look guys, I'm just taking a breather. They
0: get to have a peek into your world that like a lot of parents crave, you know? Oh, your yeah. Parents don't. And past generations, parents would just call their kids all the time. Like what's going on?
1: And let me tell you, if you uh, don't post- on uh, social media, that can still happen.
0: Well, oh, that can't... Well, right. That's what I'm saying, but...
1: <laughs> You're like, here it is. Here, I, here's my uh, channel. Here's my outlet. Go ahead. Take a look.
0: Right. right. They still have, like, access to your life without having... Without, with still giving you space. I don't mm-hmm. know.
1: But These are good um, problems to have.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know. Do it, for, do it for your mom. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Do it for your mom.
1: Everybody, call your mom. Tell her what's up. Yeah,
0: call your mom. Show her what's going on in your life. Um. Anyways... So that's all I had on that. Um, oh, but speaking of like positivity, I started this last year, but then I kind of forgot about it. <laughs> so I got, I don't know, I wasn't consistent and I got sidetracked. So I'm restarting it and it's 40 days to a joyful life. And I'm just, I recommend it to people who, it's hard though. Like it, it's kind of hard, but it's basically a journal um, or well, it's like a, I you would call it a devotional like every day you wake up and there's a day you read this and then you answer these questions. So it's like a devotional/journal, slash journal, I guess. But anyways, yeah. it's, it's focused on just having positive thinking and bringing more joy into your life. Anyway, and it's it's been it's been a good um just constant reminder of th- of positive thinking and positive ways to implement different um lighter, lighter aspects into your life to sort of get rid of negative stuff and bring in more positive stuff. Um, but I will say that it's hard if you are not used to or good at it, um, like introspection and like really thinking about um, how, how to answer these questions. I'm trying to think of like one of the questions. What are four ways that you have grown this, this past year, for example? And for me, I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. it's hard it's like hard to think about like the positive side sometimes because you're always focused on not always focus on negative things but it's easier to come up with negatives than it is positives
1: yeah and so I think that's, you do really have to think about yeah. it yeah journaling can really help with just like recontextualizing how you think about your life in a more positive yeah. way
0: anyway it's, if anybody's interested in that um, it's called 40 Days to a joy Field Life
1: sounds suspiciously like a resolution Lisa
0: I know. It's not a resolution. It's just I want to kick off, kickstart the year with some positivity. It's in this that's year.
1: All. Positivity is in.
0: It's positivity is in. Joyful lives are in. I'm also reading um, a murder mystery, so that's not necessarily <laughs> positive, but <laughs> it's you know it's fine. Good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Stay positive, guys. That's yeah. our message for today. That's
1: that's the. That's the basic tenet. And then all that about social media.
0: That's it. A- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, we're just kidding. It's yeah. not that deep.
1: we just, there's a, it was a surprisingly deep uh, little valley in the uh, no kidding podcast, but don't worry. We're back on surface level. Take a breath and have a good day.
0: Yeah. we. That's right. And a good life.
1: That got deep again, Lisa.
0: That got too deep, but. It ended on a positive note. I said positive way too many times in this, in this episode. Let's
1: see, you can count it. Get the transcript.
0: <laughs> yeah, true. So, no,
1: well, will be back
0: soon. Hopefully, the um, audio doesn't pick up my fan.
1: Wow. What? Yeah, I have the same thought about my uh, 3D printer.
0: Is it running right now? Yeah. Wow. Whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> Boop, 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 boop. Who cares? You know, like I don't know why people care so much about background audio.
1: It's audio texture.
0: Audio texture. That's we need a little bit more audio texture in our lives. Yeah. Yeah. It's more realistic.
1: I think that's what's in the that's what's gonna be in this year. More raw like uh content. That's
0: right. More realism. We won't even we won't even edit this episode. Just kidding. Just kidding. We are we're definitely gonna do that.